It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I uh, totally was not anticipating or planning on recording an episode tonight, uh, but after witnessing the future, I kind of felt like I needed to. Um, Kale McCarr has, not not that he his, has not already arrived, but uh, he just made people who maybe casually watch hockey um, notice a youngster pretty much dominating an NHL game. It was something to watch, and we will get into it um, in this episode, among another um, a lot of other things. Uh, Avalanche take this one from the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, pretty dominating game. They went at four to two. And like I said, we'll get into it. But what we first have to do is uh, the housekeeping in terms of our social media. Twitter's up. Instagram is up. Gmail is up. Just search Locked On, uh, excuse me, Locked On Avalanche um, for Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Instagram, Locked On Avalanche. And Gmail, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. I really want to get some emails from you guys. I have a feeling I might be getting some based on the current play uh, over the last two games with that explosion against the Predators and Mr. Cal McCarr uh, really just arriving. Um, Two goals from the youngster, and uh, you heard him there in the beginning, and they were were things of beauty. Um, I mean, you know, once you get two, obviously people are hoping for the, the hat trick. That didn't happen, although he had an opportunity. Um, but yeah, he's he's the future. Uh, was there was there times where, I mean, I know I did, <laughs> and trust me, when I say this, I'm not um, uh, minimizing the people who got injured <laughs> or who are injured in our you know fearless leader in Gabe Landeskog and Miko Rantanen, but you almost forgot that they were injured and not there today. Not that their presence was missing or anything like that, but the Az were just in control of this game um, from from the get-go. Uh, you know, Columbus was game. Columbus played a, a very solid game, um, but the Az were the better team, and they proved it. Um, so we're going to start with some news, though. The Avalanche, uh, it was announced that they are playing in Finland next year. 
I guess that's kind of cool. I mean, I don't think any of us are going to fly out to Finland. I think it's more for the players. You know, NHL or hockey is a, a global game. So, um, and obviously the Avalanche have some players that are from Finland. So, um, you know, obviously they'd be happy to go back there. But Avalanche are, are getting a lot of this kind of publicity. Um, having their second outdoor game this year. Uh, they played in Sweden. Um, and now they're playing in Finland. So I think, um, you know, the NHL knows that they can market some of their players, spe- uh, specifically Nathan McKinnon. Um, but not, on top of that, they know that they they have a very bright future. So uh, they'll put them on, on the world stage so uh, the world can, can watch a exciting hockey team, one of the most exciting hockey teams in the league right now. So... Uh, which was good. Obviously, um, Nikita Zadorov did not play. I had said in the last episode that I, I didn't notice really anything that stuck out, and I had completely forgotten the puck he took to the face, how I could forget that. Uh, just maybe with the onslaught of goals, I, I kind of, you know, that slipped my mind. But, yeah, he took took that puck right to the face, broke his jaw, so add him to the list of the out indefinitely uh, avalanche players. Um, so they called up Jason Menga again, but I don't think he, he didn't play tonight. So, um, but they really didn't need him tonight. The Nathan McKinnon injury was, I don't think anything. Um, he was back. He, believe it or not, didn't score a point. I think it was a minus one, maybe a minus two. I'll look up the stats, but, uh, regardless, he was still, all over the place. Didn't have as many shots on goal. I think he only had four shots on goal today. But he's still Nathan McKinnon. He, he didn't... It's not one of those things where he played and you watched him and he was, like, favoring anything. It seemed like he was, was fine. Um, so I think they kind of were just holding him out because there was no need to play him in the third period of the Predators game. Um, all right, so getting into this game, obviously it's a plus. Um, Avalanche win. They win the two... Home games, short home stand that they had. They took both those games. Now it's on the road for five. Um, and overall, very good game. Are there things to work on? Of course. Uh, but we're not going to dwell on those. We'll bring them up. As far as the game goes, Avs kind of really were in control of this game. And, and I had a feeling that this was going to be one of those games that was a frustrating game because they were the better team. And... Um, Things were going to bounce the way of Columbus, and they were either going to get a point, maybe one point, lose in overtime, or just one of those games that that you just – there's a game that they played last year against Chicago where they absolutely dominated Chicago, and they ended up losing the game. It's the nature of the beast in hockey. It happens, and there's nothing you really can do about it. I thought that was going to be one of these games, but it didn't happen. Um, they, they – let's see. who I can't remember who took the shot – from uh, I think it was Seth Jones. They, they were they were on a power play. Seth Jones took a slap shot, and the shot was blocked by an Avalanche player. I don't remember who it was, but it was blocked and it kind of ricocheted off to the left. And Bemstrom was right there and just whacked at it. And it, it was just one of those right place, right time. Abs went down early, um, but you know, like the Predators game, they kind of turned around and, and came right at. Uh, my cat's here now. <laughs> uh, they came right at Columbus, and they were getting like quantity shots, 
Um, I, well, I shouldn't. They, they they it was a mixture of quantity shots and quality shots. They were just uh, you know throwing pucks at the net, hoping something would bounce out. It didn't really happen until Sam Gerrard finally got a goal, and I I was a little bit critical of Sam Gerrard in uh, last episode. Not not that he didn't play well overall, but there was just times where he uh, turned the puck over in the defensive zone, which was awful tonight for the Avalanche. Um, one thing that needs to be worked on is turning the puck over. Silly turnovers in the defensive zone. You gain control of the puck, and they just couldn't. There were times where they could not get it out. It didn't really bite them tonight, but a better team. I'm not trying to knock on Columbus. They're you know they're they're a decent team. A better team is going to crush you when you do that. That's like you know turning. You know, uh, turning the ball over to like the New England Patriots on like the thirty-yard line, you're, you're going to you're going to suffer. Um, but anyway, like uh, Gerard finally got on the board, got his first of the year. But um, I don't watch a lot of Columbus games, uh, but this Corpusalo goalie that they have was very, very impressive. Um, again, I don't really. I don't watch a lot of, of him play, um, so I don't really know his game, but he was on his game tonight, and, and that was another factor in how why I thought this was going to not go the way of the Avalanche because he looked really, really good for the duration of the game, and they really had to work to get the goals that they got against him. Um, and then there was another goal by Columbus, which a, another one just kind of like a, a hard wrist shot. Uh Francus, I think I still say his name right. Just can't say it. Um, he stopped it, and uh, it kind of just trickled behind him. It was just a what can you do? Really, they had two goals against him. That one was just a fluke thing that went to the the right guy at the right time, and the other one that he stopped, um, but just trickled by him. And again, those are going to happen too. So before we get on to um, the great Makar, uh, just a word from our sponsor, DoorDash. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy Feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy Feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy Feeling Wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstadt. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So getting into um, the reason why probably everybody is listening in the second period again, the second period where the abs are taking control um, and namely Cal McCarr. Um, the abs overall, they pretty much were kind of having their way with Columbus. Um, and, and again, Columbus was, they were going back and forth. Um, the abs really were kind of the aggressors uh, held control of the puck for a majority of time, really just did what they wanted to do. And this Corpusalo dude was just on his game um, it could have got out of hand, but if it wasn't for him, he he kept them in the game. Um, then uh, Nichushkin, dude, he is he looked really good tonight, and he kind of stood out tonight. Where he to me, like he's been he's been pretty solid all year um, to this point, but he he was uh, he kicked it up to another level today. Um, and he, I just felt so bad for him that he didn't get on the on the score sheet uh, because he deserved it. He, he's a big guy. He has a wide frame, a wide stance when he's like attacking you. He just seems like an imposing figure. Um, and and it was him that led to the first McCar goal. He just stayed with the puck, stayed with it, kind of wrapped around behind the net, and um, you know one pass, two pass, McCar. And the goal now. The now the first goal by Cal McCarr. If you ha- if you haven't seen it, look it up. I can't tell you how difficult that is to do. Um, to go top shelf as close as he was, and as tall as he is, to get that low and lift it up that high past a goalie that's only a few feet in front of him. It's a thing of beauty, and it's just incredible um, that he has the ability to do that, and and he's not afraid to do that um, at this at this point in his game. Go watch it. Um, they they obviously replayed it on uh, you know when they were showing it on television over and over again because it was just a wow factor goal. Um, try it <laughs> if you're if you're a hockey player and you want to go out on the ice, get that close to the goal. And try to lift the puck. Um, I think he rang the bell too. It's, it's it was just it was just amazing. Um, so the big thing that happened in the second period was the downside of of hockey. Um, and this is where you know your ESPNs of the world will come in and um, only cover it when something bad happens. Um, Felino just laid out Belmar. Um, in a totally uncalled for hit, Belmar was kind of uh, in no man's land and in, in the neutral zone, and Felino just nailed him with it with an elbow, and it looked like for a second Belmar went like limp, 
sort of uh, uh, enough where he kind of whiplashed and, and the back of his head did, did hit the ice. His helmet was on when it hit the ice, but still, um, he he lunged at him. He lunged at him. He he left the ice with both feet. Um, you know, he got a five minute major in a game misconduct, so he was gone. He's gone for this game, and he's probably gone for the next few games. Um, yeah, you know, and everybody wants to throw around. He's not that kind of player. Yeah, I get it, but and everyone, everybody wants to say this isn't what you know the NHL wants. The NHL has never really wanted this. Let's get real. Um, but it doesn't. I shouldn't say that because they they do take into account if you're like a repeat offender. He's not, but still, like this this was almost premeditated because he tried to do it earlier in the game too um and he missed so this time he connected and really really you know belmar's got a the least a concussion um what's going on with his with his chin could be another story um you know add another guy to the injury list but that's the least of the problem the the, the more important thing is the health of the man um you know he had to get helped off the ice wasn't like a stretcher came out or anything. I think he 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 was helped off. He skated off, but still, he's gonna wake up with a, a nice little headache tomorrow, if not already. So, um, completely uncalled for. Um, the right penalty was called. He'll be watching a few games from his couch for the next few games. So, that is what it is. Um, however, the Avalanche didn't get anything out of that five minute major, and that's just another thing where I was thinking to myself. This is a game where the Avalanche are just going to be the team that outplays the other and still lose. But um, obviously they didn't. They they, they were kind of getting some silly penalties in the third. Um, Columbus couldn't they, – they couldn't capitalize on them. Um, you know, it, it was it, – it, they they were on they were on the game tonight. They really were. I was very impressed with um, Colorado and and all the losses that they have with their injuries. Um, the Bel, uh, Belmar going down, and they continued to just outplay Columbus. Now McCarr had a chance, obviously, for a hat trick. Um, knocked the puck free and kind of had a breakaway. Got had to step on the defender, but. Kind of lost the puck just at the last second. Couldn't really. I uh, tried a, a spin move uh, when he collected the puck, but it wasn't going anywhere. But man, if he got if he got a hat trick, I think every hat in that arena would have been on that ice. People would have been going crazy. Uh, Francis was pretty much locked in all night long. Um, those two goals were like you know I said earlier, kind of fluky, but um, he he looked really really good. I don't know. I haven't heard anything on uh, Grubauer other than what I said yesterday about him. They, they were planning on him making the trip for these five games. They just anticipated him being out for these these two home games, and then he's out uh, on the road with them. We'll see. I'm sure because that was the plan, we weren't really going to get any updates on that until after these two games were over. Um so I th- let's see. I think they play on the twelfth. I'm gonna double check that right now. Yes, they play November twelfth in Winnipeg. Um, oh, and they have right here, right now. The app that I'm looking at, they have him as the expected goalie. Obviously, that's still a few days away, and that can always change. Um, I'm sure we'll get a, a definitive answer on that. 
pretty soon. The a great two great plays to kind of end this game. Columbus down uh, three to two and attempting to pull their goalie, and they just couldn't get it out of their defensive zone. And it seemed like they finally were. And here comes Nazem Kadri, knocks the puck away, goes into the defensive zone, and it would have been an easy save. Uh, he was just lining up for a big slap shot. Why not? Just grip and rip. And a defender on Columbus stick comes down just as he's slap shotting the puck and it just grazes the blade of that defender and then it skips along the the ice almost like a pebble and the last time it just like takes off like a rocket and goes right over the goalie's shoulder uh he was none too pleased with that i think for a number of reasons that it was kind of a fluke goal on colorado side not going to apologize for that not going to apologize for any goal um but it, there was nobody in front of them to begin with, and this defender stick just kind of whacked down at the ice just as Kadri was hitting it. And because it just kind of like – it was almost like the <laughs> knuckle puck in uh, uh, Mighty Ducks where it kind of just like took off on him, uh, like I said, just like a pebble along the water. Uh, and then he kind of took his aggression out on his goalie stick. But And I felt bad for that guy too because he put up a hell of a game, a hell of a game. Um, but unfortunately somebody has to lose it. Um, and then finally they, they did, you know, I think that goal happened with a little around like two minutes left or something like that. Maybe a little bit less than two minutes. So they eventually did pull the goalie and Francis had a puck come right to him instead of catching it in his glove and just stopping. He put it down and ripped it, uh, down the ice and, it was dead center ice, but Seth Jones uh, was standing in between the blue line uh, and center ice and kind of intercepted it. So it didn't for, for maybe like a second. Uh, people got out of their seat thinking a goalie's taking a shot at this, and he was absolutely taking a shot at it. Don't get me wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. But Seth Jones was there to kind of intercept it, and it didn't really happen. Uh, but talk about a couple plays between the – Kale McCarr breakaway and and his goalie attempt at a goal. Um, Pepsi Arena was they were they were up they were up today, um, and it's good. So it's it's good to see these two games um, pretty much kind of put this five game losing streak in the past. This is exactly what the Colorado Avalanche needed: two home games, just a brief time at home. Uh, Two dominant games. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, that's why I think this this five game losing streak is is in the past. I think they had some uh, <coughs> buyer's remorse. That's not even the right term. I don't know why I said that. Um, I don't know. I, I think maybe they wanted like some sympathy or something like that. I'm not saying that's exactly what they're looking for, but um, we're past it. So uh, I think we're back on the right track. Um, I think this. Uh, you know, this is the second big road trick. <laughs> yeah, road trip of the uh, of the season. Uh, let's see who we got. We got the Winnipeg Jets and then the Edmonton Oilers. That should be a very good game. And then Vancouver, which should be a very good game. And then Calgary. And then Minnesota. 
and that's where it ends. And then they're back home against the Maple Leafs. They're, what's today? Today will be the 10th. They're not back home until November 23rd. So, yeah, um, some pretty tough games in there. Um, you know, even throw the Wild in there. Those are, you know, the Wild not doing so hot this year, but still division game, and, and that's when teams get up to play division games. So, um, yeah, can't say enough about how they've played in the last two games, especially coming off that five-game losing streak. Um, and, and, you know, Miko's not there. Gabe isn't there, obviously. You know, I don't need to go through the whole list because <laughs> the amount of players we have hurt, uh, I, could, I could fill up an entire show. But, um, and even like tonight, no no points from uh, McKinnon. So, it, it you know, the team is starting to come together. And that's what I said in another show was they were taking advantage of other teams, getting their footing, learning how to gel. Um, and I think, you know, the other teams finally started to do that while Colorado just kept playing the same game and now they're coming around and now they're gelling themselves so um, I think we're back on track so things are looking good my cat seems to be happy about it too I don't know if you can hear him or not um, so that's it for tonight guys like I said wasn't planning on recording this one but um, I kind of felt like when the young buck in Kale McCarr gets going I kind of felt like I needed to express my excitement in podcast form so um that's it for today um we'll definitely see you guys on monday please send emails locked on avalanche at gmail.com follow me on twitter lpn underscore avalanche instagram just search locked on avalanche uh let's get involved so and don't forget you can always use your smart devices uh between alexa and google to um search or just speak play latest episode of locked on whatever and it will instantly play it pretty cool feature so that's going to be it for today see you guys tomorrow and once again you've been listening to the locked on avalanche podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day here's jovi go abs go